Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 podcast, where our mission is to help moms figure out who they are in the ellipses or the dot dot dots beyond I'm a mom and. I'm Suzanne Kearns, mom and dot 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 writer, LGBTQ ally, and this week, hot tub enthusiast. Yes. And I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot 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 writer, foster child advocate, and this week, geriatric dog parent. Oh, so sad. She's getting old. Been there. Today, we are thrilled to have Kara Harvey on the podcast. Kara is a mom and dot, dot, dot wife, online mentor, and host of the Purpose Driven Mom podcast, where she helps overwhelmed moms hello, learn time <laughs> management and productivity skills so they can create systems to streamline their homes and lives. She has been married to her husband, Ron, for six years and lives with her 13-year-old stepson, four-year-old daughter, and two-year-old son. Welcome, Kara. Hey, thanks for having me. We are so happy to have you here. And now we're very familiar with you from your Purpose Driven Mom podcast, but for our listeners who maybe haven't heard it before, can you give us a little Kara 101 about, you know, where your career started, how it's progressed over the years and all the good things in life that come along and help impact those choices along the way? Yeah, sure. So I am definitely one of those accidental entrepreneurs did not mean to be sitting here like many of us um, are. I was a school teacher for eight years and I loved it to death and I thought I would do it for the rest of my life. But right around year eight, I hit absolute burnout. Uh, I was um, on an admin track to become a school administrator and I was the principal of our summer school program. And the last day of summer school overlapped with the first day of regular school. And I sat in my car and I cried and I said, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I went home and I told my husband and he's, you know, super supportive, but he's a numbers guy. And he said, great, we need to make money. So like, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, I got to figure this out. And at the time I was dabbling in like network marketing, you know, paying for my product. And I thought, well, maybe I can make enough, not replace, but maybe enough to just like pay our bills so that I can leave and take care of me. Because at this point, my anxiety was through the roof. I had, you know, going back and forth in sense of depression. I just was really lost, you know, like giving and giving and giving all the time. I love serving. I think it's great, but you burn out so fast when you forget about you. And I was at the point where I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't taking care of myself and I knew something had to give. And so I hate the word hustle. Absolutely hate it. But that is what I did that year. Um, and I uh, worked my tush off to be able to leave at the end of my eighth year and started working in network marketing and I had a total identity crisis. I had been a teacher for so long. I didn't know who I was anymore, but I knew that I could have a little more time freedom. So I thought, well, let's try to make this work. But maybe two years into full-time network marketing, I realized that I was burning out again. I was doing all the same things I did as a teacher, you know, inbox zero every night and staying up super late and feeling like I was at the beck and call of any person who needed me. And I was starting to burn out again because I couldn't get over the hustle mentality. I honestly did not know another way to live besides a hundred miles an hour, you know, and, and then an Enneagram three, it's like my whole jazz, you know, type of a thing. But I just, I was like, something has got to give. And so it was right around when I was like near popped with my, my son, who is now, well, he turned four last weekend, actually. So we should, I probably need to update that bio. He just turned four, um, <laughs> that 
I, I thought something has got to give. And I said to my husband, I think I'm going to like pause the network marketing stuff and just try something for me, try something a little bit different. Um, so 3 a.m. over a boppy pillow nursing him, I bought a domain and I was like, let's start a website and see what happens. And he said, sure, go for it. We're good. And then two weeks later, he lost his job and was out of work uh. for eight months. And that was the hardest time we've ever hit. We almost lost everything, um, almost wow. filed bankruptcy, you know, like sitting at the food bank, trying to figure out what was happening. And on top of it, I was dealing with postpartum anxiety and depression. He was out of work and I was trying to start a business and we were just trying to make ends meet. Uh, so in the meantime, we both got some part-time jobs. Uh, I worked at the mall. I got like a retail job while I built my business and he started delivering newspapers at two o'clock in the morning just to try to figure out what we can do. And right about eight months in, when he started to go back to work, I decided to switch up what I was doing. It was kind of like a mom lifestyle blog because people were asking me all the time, well, how are you doing it? Like, how are you managing your day and getting it all done? And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not getting all of it done. Like, let's talk about that first. Um, But (laughs) I did have some really good strategies that were helping me um, stop feeling like I had to hustle all the time. I'd started to ditch that mentality of go, 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 and started to live what I call a priority-based life where it really was okay to rest and it was okay to take breaks, but I didn't want to get to the end of the day and just like throw my hands in the air and be like, whatever happens, happens. I wanted to have some intentionality. And so I shifted into productivity and time management in a way that's not shame-based, that's really based on what a mom needs for that season. And so I've been doing that specifically for the past three years. And I just adore it. I'm so thankful that I get to work with moms and grandmas and dog moms and all of the people who come <laughs> to me who just want to be able to work on their goals without burning out and without feeling yeah. like they have to fill up every line on their planner to do so. Yes. And we Enneagram nines really need you threes to help us because you talk yes. about that throw your hands up and the go with the flow. I think Missy, I'm just, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but for me, sure. I would be pretty happy to just do that. I was like, oh, I checked off what I could and let's just see what happens tomorrow. And what I remember to do, I'll kind of throw into one of those hours. And it really, that intentionality is what I feel like I miss in that. I mean, I was just telling my husband last night, I was trying to explain what an Enneagram nine is. And I said, (laughs) our our, like killer sin or whatever is that sloth. Sloth. He's like, he's like, you are not sloth because I always am doing something. I'm always busy doing, 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 but without that intentionality, you're not prioritizing. You're just doing things, but you're probably doing 80% of the things that you really didn't need to be doing and, and missing out on it. So fix us. Or feeling like, um, (laughs) I felt, I just said the other day to my husband, I'm like, I'm doing all these things and I feel like I'm doing none of them well because I'm lacking maybe some intentionality and, Mm -hmm. You know, he's always supportive and he's like, or you're doing all the things amazingly. And I'm like, nope, you're wrong. <laughs> I know for a fact that I'm not. And I know that I'm dropping balls and I'm sure there's balls. I don't even realize I've dropped, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's not. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like, how do you start creating a plan when you don't even really understand how to be intentional? Well, I will tell you, my husband is a nine, so I understand it very well. And it wasn't until I figured it out. And we took some tasks that he was a nine. I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And we've Mm -hmm. learned how me not to nag and give him his space and he'll get it done when he's ready. Um, And that not everybody goes at my pace, which I was like, wait a minute, you don't want to go at my (laughs) pace? What? This is a great pace. Um, And he's helped me slow down. So I completely get it. And, you know, when you were talking about dropping like the balls, I heard this thing the other day, I think it was on somebody else's podcast, but 
they were talking about how we have all of these balls that we're trying to juggle. And sometimes they're glass balls and sometimes they're rubber balls. And we have to know that in different seasons, and I talk a lot about seasonal productivity. And if you're in a newborn season or a busy work season or whatever, you know, back to school season, if the ball is a glass ball, that's the one you got to pay attention to for the moment. And it's okay to let the rubber balls fall. Even if sometimes the rubber balls are our family at the moment, because we've got a big work project, that's a glass ball. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. I think a lot of moms struggle with knowing how to prioritize because here's the thing people will say to moms like just prioritize like if you want it bad enough like it'll be a priority and that drives me crazy when they're like your why needs to be bigger than your excuses I'm like listen if I was to ask a mom what is your goal and why do you do it and we keep going and digging why but tell me more I bet it goes back to I want to be a better mom or for my kids right so when we're telling moms you don't care enough about your why we're telling them they don't care enough about their kids because they're struggling to get up and do their morning routine. Like, I think that's a bunch of garbage. Like, I think it's so shame-based and it's not always about like your why, which we should have strong whys, right? But that's not the be all and end all. And I think we put so much pressure on like having to prioritize it right. And if we're not prioritizing, you know, our families, we're doing it wrong. Because if I was saying to you, what's one of your top priorities? You're going to be like my family, right? But if your family is always the top priority, like where does everything else fit in? Like, when do you get the other things done? And that's why I like to actually teach, I call them micro priorities. And it's not just about, okay, here are my big priorities, like my family, like self-care, whatever. But inside of each of those main categories of your life, what's your top priority for this season for that category? So if I was to say like, what's your top priority for self-care right now? you pick a micro priority underneath. What's your top priority for your family right now? And you pick one. What's your top priority for your finances? And you pick one. And then that way, instead of just saying, what's your big priority? Like, and your kids getting everything they need all day and everything else getting shoved to the side, you can actually look and say, well, I know these are my micro priorities for the day, for the season, for the week, for the month. And then I can focus in there. Cause I think a lot of moms struggle with just knowing how to even start with the prioritization. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about, we talked to Danielle Bettman last week. It was Danielle, correct? You talked about the five things yes. a day and that they kind of, those two things kind of line up to me because I tend to make the whole list. So I want to exercise. I want to drink water. I want to get enough sleep. I want to be at my kids' things. I want to cook healthy meals. I want to, like, it goes on and on and on. And then for work, I have a thousand things that I want to hit for work and my volunteer activities, whatever. And I've never thought of micro prioritizing in there. And it kind of goes with that concept of every day, make a list of five things that are your priority every week or month. Look at your whole list again and see what needs to shuffle. Because if I make that entire list, then I am just frozen. I go completely to my nine slothiness because I think, well, I'm never going to make it. Even if I did a thing every 15 minutes, I can't do all of those things and also sleep. And, um, that I love it. So I'm just on a tangent, but I just want to say (laughs) micro priorities are that's genius. (laughs) Yeah, I do love that. And so, okay. So I know you also talk about your five-step goal process. Oh yeah. Um, which now, now we got micro priorities, we need to dive into that and learn a little bit more about that five-step goal process. Um, cause we got some big goals. Missy's got a book that needs to get dusted off in a drawer. I've got, a, a book proposal that I need to dust off because the Texas writers conference is this weekend. <laughs> I, need to, no problem. No problem. I need to get that worked off. So yeah, what can you do for a goal? That's really, uh, it's taken three years and you've got uh, four more days to do it. Yeah. All right. Let's dive in. <laughs> no pressure. Um, no. So th- this five-step system you can use for any goal. All right. Whether it's like, I need to finish my book 
or I want to get my morning routine down, or I need to clean my house. And I think sometimes we will try to like weigh our goals, like what's more important, whatever the goal is for the next month for you. Um, if you're listening, like just put it in your head and let's walk through it. And it really does start with this first step, which is like the vision setting, which mm-hmm. is the micro priorities. It's really deciding what do you want? I love setting a vision for your goal because if you don't know where you're going, right, we can't make an actual path to get there. So I really mm. recommend if you're thinking of your goal, like what does it actually look like to achieve that goal? And, you know, people don't love journaling, but I think grabbing a journal, I like Trello, I'll do it on Trello board and writing down what's the goal you're working on. What is it going to feel like when you finish it? What is it going to actually look like for you? So I'm training right now um, for half marathon next month. And I used to be a runner and now I'm trying to become a runner again. And it's much harder 10 years later, um, but I'm still going. And my vision now is very different than my vision was 10 years ago. My vision 10 years Mm -hmm. ago was like a PR and uh, getting faster and finishing. My goal for October is to finish no matter how many times I have to stop and walk right? It's Mm -hmm. very different based on my season. So thinking about your goal, what does it really look like for you? Not for somebody else, not for what you think it's supposed to be. Is it completing something? Is it moving towards something? You know, progress is also a goal. I think, is it even just tracking something or becoming aware of something? So I always Mm -hmm. recommend with this first step, writing out this vision for what you want and the steps that you think it might take, like really crafting it because when you create this picture of it, you're enrolling yourself in it more. And I think when you know where you want to go on the days where you're feeling motivated, you might work a little bit ahead because you have an idea of what it looks like. And on the days you don't, we'll talk about action planning in a second. That's okay as well, but you know what's happening next. And and the other thing Mm -hmm. I like about vision is it helps you think about how much time you realistically need for something. I think a lot of times we just shove everything in and we'll have to do like 12 goals all the time. And um, it's okay (laughs) to slow down and it's okay to look at the season. So what I recommend is looking at the next, I like to teach like a 12 week system, but like look at the next 12 weeks, the next few months and ask yourself, what events do I have going on? What projects do I want to work on? What family stuff is happening? And then plan your goals around that. So deciding your goals based on what's happening in the next few months is super key. And so my book's coming out in February. So I'm in the same type of process where I'm thinking, okay, I know that the book's coming out in February. So I know that December is the holidays. I'm not going to have a lot of time to work on stuff. So I actually need to be getting this stuff done in September and October if I want to have the time off. And I think often we just try to shove goals in like a closet, like trying to fit everything in. But when you look at the vision, when you look at the next few months, you can make a plan that makes sense for your season. And it's not saying, oh, but this doesn't fit. So I'm just quitting on my goal. It's like, no, no, this just doesn't make sense for you right now. And make a plan that makes sense for you in your next season. So it's really like step one is enrolling yourself in that vision and saying, does this make sense? What is this really going to look like? What do I want this to, to look like when it's completed before you do anything else? Yeah. And I love it. I'm so sorry. I totally interrupted you. No, you go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was thinking when you were talking about setting those goals, you talk a lot about time blocking. Mm-hmm. And I think Suzanne had a specific time blocking question. So I'm jumping all over. No, her you go for it. That, But uh, Jen Mann talked to us about time blocking way back in the beginning of the podcast. And I thought that sounds brilliant. And I've done nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I really don't know how to do it. My schedule seems different every day. So if I had this three month goal plan and I figured out my micro priorities and I know basically where I'm headed, how do I make my days work for me instead of, I feel like I'm always chasing the day a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, we can tie that in, I guess, to one of the other steps in the goal process, because I think that before you try to fit your goal into your time blocks in your day, you've got to break it down beforehand. I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. we're like, how can I make this fit? And often when I talk to moms, I teach a goal auditing process of like, why aren't your goals working? And the first question I ask is, did you break it down small enough? Because we look at this big, massive goal and it's, it's overwhelming and it can make us feel like we don't have the confidence to complete it or we're never going to like, you know, with running a half marathon or it's like a run jog. I call it like a rog, like I'm going to rog my half marathon, right? (laughs) I'm a big rog too. Yes. Yes. That's what I do. Um, not going to be fast, but I'm going to get there. Right. If I just looked at the end goal, it would take forever. Same thing with the book. If I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit down and write, let me schedule some writing time. How, do, how well does that really work, right? It doesn't. We spend more time staring into space, trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing rather than taking action. And so one of the steps in the goal process is creating a breakdown. And I like to teach 15 minute chunks because 15 minutes is so easy to spend on TikTok, Instagram, staring into space, literally, <laughs> you know, not, I don't even say wasting because I really like to do all those things too, but it's easy to pass but it's also easy to convince yourself to do if you know it's just for a 15-minute chunk. And as moms, I find that we've got to, you know, we're not supposed to multitask, whatever, but it's really hard not to when you're a mom. And so I think if you're intentional about your chunks, then the multitasking is purposeful. And so one of the things I would recommend before we get to the time blocking, and I'll talk to you about how to fit it in, is taking that goal you want and breaking it down into chunks based on what type of goal it is. So I teach three different types of goals. One is a numerical goal, one is a project-based goal, and one is a routine-based goal. So if I was to break down a numerical goal, these are easy peasy. These are ones like, I want to read a book by the end of the month type of a thing. Well, if Mm -hmm. a book is 300 pages divided by how many days, you know, you need to read 10 pages a day. Much more doable than I'm going to finish this book by the end of the month. The other types of goals to break down are things like projects like decluttering your house or creating a scrapbook for your kid's birthday or planning the birthday party. I recommend you go and you start to break that down based on all the tasks you can do that would take you approximately 15 minutes because then you can find space for them inside of your day. So if I was to do decluttering, I might break down every single room in my house, like write it on paper. Again, I said I use Trello, which is like a free tool, project management software, but you can do this on Post-its or however you want to do it. And I would write every single room down. And then I would say to myself, what are all the sections of my kitchen that I need to get, you know, decluttered? Okay, they got the spices and the Tupperware and the pots and pans and the pantry. And I would really write it all down and put on a timer because I know people don't want to do this part. This is the reason that a lot of our goals struggle because we don't do this part. Put on a 15 minute timer. That is all. It's like three songs on Spotify, right? Just put on a couple (laughs) songs and get going. And then when the timer's up, it's up. And that's the other reason that I like to have people break things into 15 minute chunks because you have some choices. When your 15 minute timer goes off, you can finish and you applaud yourself. And you're like, way to go. You showed up for that 15 minutes. I'm so proud of you. And I recommend like saying, like I talk to myself all day long, saying, <laughs> you should hear me when I'm running. I'm literally like, I'm so proud of you. Look at you, Look at you. Like I, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. And so, um, so yeah, so going through and saying, I did it. I got my 15 minutes done. But what will often happen is you get done and you're on a roll or you want to keep going mm-hmm. or you feel motivated to do something. And instead you can be like, all right, I'll do an extra task today. It's not making the extra task mandatory. It's a bonus. And then you can give yourself some buffer. And so when you have things broken down like that, then I find it easier to plop into your time blocks because it's not just saying, this is my writing time. It's saying, 
I need to write, this is how I wrote the book. I literally wrote the book the exact same way. I had how many words I wanted to be. I did a numerical, divided it into days. I knew how much time I had to write. And I wrote it in four one hour chunks over the course of four months. And I got the book written the end. Wow. Um, and, and, it, and I gave myself buffer time for life to happen. And I wound up taking yeah. three weeks off because of everything that happened when I left my church, my grandma, it was like, I was like, I just can't do this right now. But I gave myself enough buffer to still hit my deadline. Got it. Oh, is your head spinning a little? My head's I'm, spinning a little. <laughs> I know we're going to talk because uh, we're going to bug you about Trello later, too. Yeah. Um, yes. So I feel I yeah. feel like right as you're about to get to something, we're like, tell us, tell us about the thing you're about to tell us about. Um, <laughs> so, OK, so we've got the micro goals. We've got the elements of it that we need to plop into the blocks. And then how do you block your day? Like, I think the challenge yeah. that I have is the same that Missy has, is that our days are never very consistent like friday i friday i had some nice blocks of time like i was supposed to be editing our tipsy ellipses episode in the morning so we could uh, release it first thing in the morning but then my daughter had to go to an emergency doctor appointment and so i did not get back from that until one and then Mm -hmm. okay so then do you just reevaluate it on a day-by-day basis be like okay so that i mean you can't undo the time being gone so like with what's left now we need to make some decisions right yeah let's dive in this is super exciting i can't wait to talk about this because um (laughs) i um think that one of the struggles people have with time blocking is they think they have to make every day the same you don't you don't have to make any day the same. You could have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can have a Tuesday, Thursday. So time blocking, just to recap real quick for people who, who don't know, it's essentially like chunking your day. I say around events. I actually encourage people to just chunk them around your meals if you don't have events. Like for me, I have like school pickup and drop off. But you mm-hmm. can even say from like the time I wake up to breakfast, breakfast to lunch, lunch to snack, snack to dinner. I recommend three to four hours is like the secret like spot for me. Anything less is really just hourly scheduling and anything more is too big, but it gives you flexibility and urgency at the same time. So instead of saying by the end of the day, I'm going to do this, it's by the end of this block, this is what I'm going to achieve. Okay. Mm. And so one of the things I do recommend that you make when it comes to time blocking is three different blocks for yourself. So you make an ideal block, like what would my ideal Monday look like? And, And you plan it out. You make an in-progress block, which is like, well, what am I working on right now? Instead of trying to change every block, what if I just said, I'm going to work on my block from nine to 12 and the rest of the day is what it is, but I'm just going to be super intentional about that. And then I call this one, uh, when the poop hits the fan. So that (laughs) is your contingency plan. This is your bare minimum block for when the kid's school calls, you have to pick them up and now, you know, they're home for a week and you're trying to figure it out when the doctor appointment goes, goes along. Cause this is one thing I noticed with moms is they have the best intentions but then the yeah. dog gets sick and then mm-hmm. you're cleaning it up and then a phone call takes longer and then you're on hold forever and then your day is gone and they don't know how to get it back together. And so I recommend yeah. having this contingency block for when the poop is hitting the fan, either figuratively or literally, like I had a poop thrower. So like whatever <laughs> is happening in your home so that on those days, you know, your bare minimum to at least move. Um, the other thing I recommend is when you're planning your week, you plan it intentionally with your things first before other people. And I know moms are like, well, I can't do this. But here's the thing. We often will say, I want to achieve this. This is the goal that I want to do. This is what I want to get done. But then my kid needs this and I got to run a target and I got to blah, blah, blah. All that stuff can still get done. What if instead you just gave yourself a tiny bit of time for you? And so I recommend when you plan your week, you start with 
What are your time blocks? Map them physically. Like I have my planner physically mapped out. And then one thing I also recommend with time blocks is theming them. And so I make one block that's like my work block. I have one block that's mommy block, one block that's a self-care, a Kara block, um, mixed blocks. We have like a few of those when we're all home family block. So then I know where stuff is supposed to go. Cause I think people will be like, just time block and put it there. But when you have themes for it, this goes back to your micro priorities. You can say, mm-hmm. okay, great. From four to seven is my family block, right? What's my micro priority for family time for this day? And then you can really be intentional. It's not just saying, okay, I've got to get this done. It's saying, here's my intentionality. So now when other stuff comes up, I can say to my kids and my, unless my kids are little, I can say, listen, I know that we want to play a game right now. This is mommy's work block. So when we get to family block later, you and me are going to play. And I don't have to feel guilty about managing my time in that way. And so I think it's important to one block them out to create themes for them for what each block is gonna be. And then once you've got your goal broken down, now you can plop it in. So when you sit to plan your week, I do this on Sundays. I always start with like, what are the appointments? You know, the stuff you can't change. And then I move in and I suggest mom say, okay, what's one thing I'm gonna do for my goals today? Um, You could do it five days a week. I never recommend seven days a week. Honestly, it's setting yourself up for failure. Like I think five days Mm -hmm. is great. And then you give yourself a buffer for something like that to happen, right? Say you had planned to read these 10 pages of a book on Friday. And then you couldn't do it because you had to do the doctor's appointment. But if I knew I had a buffer on Saturday, I'm not going to stress about it because life's happening right now. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know life is going to happen. So why not instead give myself buffer time instead of being like, I've got to do it seven days a week or I'm a failure. That's just going to set yourself up to fail because you're not giving yourself white space in the calendar. And I like something else you said there where you were communicating it to your kids, like Mm -hmm. that they're aware that this is a mommy block and that there is a family block. We had a great episode last week with Danielle Bettman about doing this family business plan. And I think that there's kind of a nice combination there of really almost like even walking your kids through that of being like, hey, this is what my, it depends, you know, age appropriate, what the age of your kids are. Mine are teenagers. They should be able to figure out that, hey, during these hours, yeah, I'm going to ignore you. (laughs) Like You're going to have to fend for yourself. But hey, we're going to go do a movie or we're going to make dinner together during this time um, so that they know what to expect. And I think that Missy and I have talked about this before. Like the biggest question my kids ask is um, what's for dinner? Like I feel (laughs) like it's the one thing that in this COVID world, there's so much out of their control that like, there's just one thing that they can know. Like, I just want to know something about what's going to happen in my day. And dinner seems like, you know, the bare minimum of what I should be able to have control over in my day. And so I, I do think it gives a little bit of a feeling of control too, of it's not that they're controlling your day, but they have control over what their expectations are for when they can have you or access to you. Well, that's why routines work. I mean, our kids need it and we do too, right? Like that's why schools have a a daily schedule. Our kids, having routines or rhythms in your day is like a safety blanket. It's like, I know what's happening and it's not unpredictable. And for our kids and for us, having that allows us to manage it better and feel better about it. And listen, Mm -hmm. I have a teenager too, and I post a schedule. I think visual schedules are really important and they give I love time blocking because of the flexibility and the urgency. So for example, like Mm -hmm. last week, you know, public schools have like a million days off in September. So my daughter was home 
all week last week, pretty much with holidays. We had a tornado. I live in Philly. We had a tornado. We didn't know what to do. So the oh whole, everything was shut down because we didn't know what we were doing. So my kids were home and I still had to work and my daughter was home. And so I, she can read now. So I put a schedule. I used to have one for my son. We have one with pictures. And I say, okay, these are the things that we're going to get done during this block. This is when mommy's working. What order do you want to do them in? And I'm giving mm. them the freedom to choose the order because let's be real. I like my order, but does it really matter? Right? Like right. as long as it gets done, I really don't care if you get dressed before you brush your teeth. Now, do I have a preference? Mm. Yes, but it really, we've got to release that control of saying, yeah. giving them some choice. And so I would say to my daughter, I wrote it on, like, we have like a little command center whiteboard thing. And I said, okay, so, and I put like lines under the time blocks. And I would say, these are the three things we need to get done. Um, during our block, which is mommy block, you know, where we're together, which order do you want to do them? In? And then I would say, okay, this is uh, mommy's work block. And I would write mommy work next to it. And I said, these are the three things that she needed to get her reading done. She has like a little computer game and then she can play or whatever. I said, what do you want to do first? And she was able to do it. And what was really cool is um, because I posted schedules, she knows what we're doing. And on Sundays, we plan for the week, right? We pick out all her clothes for the week so that it's easy in the mornings, meal prep, whatever. So I wrote these things last Sunday on that we had to pick out her clothes for the week and we just didn't get to it. Like the day was busy. It didn't happen. And um, I went in to do a call. I do a Sunday planning call with my membership every, every Sunday at 830. And I was doing my call and she was like, can I stay up a little bit later? And I was like, whatever, you can stay up till I'm done with my call. So she was like watching a show. I come out, she had fallen asleep on the couch, but in front of her were five piles of clothes. And she had gone up to her room and picked out her clothes. Like we've done because we've taught the routine and laid them out. And when I asked her about it in the morning, she said it was on our list and we didn't get to it. And so she knew like, you know, and that, took oh, t- that takes time, right? It was adorable. Yeah. Of course, I took like a nice little picture because I was like, this is so cute. But, <laughs> but by doing this and giving them that structure and freedom, like it's so empowering to your kids. It's empowering to you. And I think it allows us to ditch the guilt, right? And I find this a lot mm-hmm. with moms who want to work on their goals. I want to learn a language. I want to read a book. I want to do this. There was like, how do you find time to do it when the dishes are staring at you or the laundry is staring at you and all those right. things? If I know I have a block, it's my family mommy block. That's when I do all those things. I load my dishes right now. I have a sink full of dishes. I don't care because I know that during that block, that's when I'm going to load the dishwasher. So I just do. let it sit there. I'm mm-hmm. not going to feel guilt over it because I'm doing this or that. Or if I want to sit and read my book or yeah. uh, take a phone call with friends, because I know that I have the plan to do it later. And that intentionality and going into your day really helps. And the one thing I'll say is, you know, I plan Sundays, I'll plan my week with this planning system, but every night before I go to bed, I just do an evaluation of my day. And I ask myself, what happened? What didn't happen? What is really an emergency? Like what has to get done by the end of the week? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't have to get done by the end of the week, I put it into what I call thought catcher time, which is kind of a game changer. So let me know if you want me to pause or jump into thought catcher time. Oh my gosh. Day. I want everything. Tell me. Okay. I, know. It- I have a question. I'm actually, wow, I don't have anything to write it down. I want to talk about thought catchers, but then y'all remind me that I have a question about rebellion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will do so my best thought catchers one, yes. first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this goes back to time blocking because I think that people understand sort of time blocking and they get started, but there are um, three different things that I recommend you add into your time blocks that will make it a lot easier. One is thought catcher time. One is transition time. And one is buffer time and thought catcher came from me being a super people pleaser. Um, and I just had enough. And what happened was my son was like, I don't know, 12. And he was like, I need deodorant. I don't have any deodorant. And I was like, okay, I'll go get it at the store as soon as I drop it off. And the husband the same day said, oh, I need this from the grocery store. I'll go get it today. And I finally was like, 
I have a plan for today. Like, why am I stopping and dropping to do everything for everyone else? When Kara on Sunday, she made this really great plan. Like I need to respect her boundaries. And so I said, okay, y'all, I can get all those things. I don't have it in my schedule today, but I will go to the store on Wednesday. And it clicked in my head that every week I make this great plan, best intentions. And then on Mm -hmm. Monday I get in the shower and I get really great ideas. And I remember all the things I forgot. I remember the phone (laughs) calls I had to make, right? The errands I needed to run. Um, Don't they always pop? Someone told me there's like a notepad you can get that's waterproof. Yes, I need that. Because I want that. Right? Best ideas in the shower. And so here's what I realized. I know that every week I'm going to make a great plan, but I also know that I'm human and I will forget things or things will pop up that I don't realize will happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So why not instead of getting thrown off, I intentionally plan for things to, to go you know, awry. Now, not in a pessimistic way, right? This isn't like Debbie Downer land. This is just being <laughs> realistic. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to happen. So what I recommend people do is add 30 minutes twice a week of thought catcher time. That's literally blank space in your calendar. You plan nothing. You don't fill it in and you use that time to run errands or admin. So I have one, it's Wednesday mornings from nine to nine 30. That's when I drop my kids off. And that is my errand and phone call block. So I have in my planner on the side, all the random things that I think of. So I'm not stopping and dropping. I'm just writing them down. And it's so freeing to know I don't have to get thrown off my plan because on Wednesday morning, I know I'm going to go to Target and I'm going to get all the things I forgot. And then I'm going to sit in my car and make all the phone calls. And then at 9.30, I go home and I start my day. And having yeah. that time in advance, it's it's incredible. And then I use Friday as admin day. So beginning of school year, right? Papers, okay? oh my goodness, so many papers. Instead of <laughs> stopping and dropping to fill out every single sweatshirt order form or whatever it is, they go in a folder. <laughs> And Friday afternoons, I do admin time. So I've cleaned the book bags and I sit there. And if and I know that's when I'm going to fill all the paperwork out and batch it. And just knowing in my head that I have it planned. And you have time. Allow, yes. And that I've yeah. made the time for it allows me to stick better to the schedule that I, and the routines I've created, respects mm-hmm. my boundaries, teaches other people to respect my boundaries, but also allows me to just have the time for stuff to happen. And listen, if you remember everything and you're like having a unicorn week and you're like, I've got this, like heat your coffee up, sit outside, like do whatever you want during thought catcher time. But I cannot yeah. tell you a time where I have not filled something in my planner for that. Right. Oh, right. I can't oh, that think is of a week or a day that I don't go, oh no. Oh, no. Exactly. Yeah. We know what's going to happen. And there's nothing wrong with us that we forget it, but oh, don't we shame ourselves? Like, oh, you're oh. so forgetful. Oh, you forget everything. Oh, you don't make enough time for it. Let's just be realistic, right? Like we need to make a better plan that allows for life to happen. So when we do get thrown off, we've got space and time to work on what matters instead of let's jam everything into the minute and not giving space for life to happen. Love it. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad we went off on that tangent. That was a good one. (laughs) That was really, and it's so helpful to me to think of it that way. So I have a question about rebellion. Because and it's so selfish. I tell Suzanne every once in a while, I'm like, we're doing this podcast. I'm gonna get my questions answered for myself (laughs) and just hope that there's somebody else out there listening who is also like, hey, me too. Um I must have a tinge of a rebel in me. I consider myself a rule follower. I don't like to rock the boat, but I must have a little rebel in there somewhere. So at any point, whether I've set up a schedule for myself, whether I have set rules around certain things, whatever it is, I find at some point it sort of ticks me off and I rebel against it. And I thought of this when you were talking about laying clothes out for the longest time, we did that every Sunday and each child had a sorter 
And of course they're older now and they pick their own clothes and it's a little bit easier, but that we really did it when they were young. And at some point I was like, I cannot face another Sunday afternoon of clothes picking. I'm tired of it. And meal planning. I've done it too, where I'll have two or three months of meal plans. And then one day I'm like, I can't plan. I don't even care. I don't even care if you people eat like something (laughs) happens to me and I snap. So do you have a tip or a trick for that moment when you're like, I'm done, I'm just done. Yeah. I mean, I think it happens to a lot of us because when the routine feels like this opposing pull, like when we feel like we're working and working and work on something and it's not like an actual natural habit yet, we get really frustrated and we just want to quit. Like, like this, the clothes for my daughter, right? Like that was just such a routine that she just does it now. It's not another thing, but I think when things become another thing that we need to add in, that's when we start to rebel. So a couple things I would suggest is, you know, it's going to happen, right? So, you know, that you're going to work on something and you're going to want to break why not schedule in a break? So why not say like, Hey, listen, I'm going to work on meal planning for one month. And then the next month meal planning is not going to be my focus. And, and just allow yourself the time off, allow yourself that month to do it. And you'll see what's stuck, what's actually become a routine, what's a little bit easier. And then you can jump back in. I think it's when we feel like we always need to be working on something is when we want to push back and be like, I'm done with this. Um, And it's okay because if it is a true routine, you'll just kind of jump right back in. Like, you know yeah. where to jump back in. It's not always starting back at zero. Um, I think right. another thing that help, helps with that though is what I said before about not having to do something seven days a week or four weeks, like right, four Sundays out of the month, just giving yourself that space to not do it. Okay, plan for it. Yeah. I feel like three out of the four weeks, we're gonna plan out all of our clothes for the week. And if it doesn't happen this week, it doesn't happen, but it's okay. Cause I know like, we'll, we'll grab that rhythm back when we're ready. And then yeah. you can, and you can even pick the week. And I think that's, what's cool too, is saying to yourself, all right, I know that I'm going to do this four weeks out of the month. I'm going to choose which week I don't feel like doing it. And then when it happens, it happens, but you know, okay, I'm making the choice that I'm not going to do it this week, which means I do have to do it for the other weeks. So is (laughs) this really the week I don't want to do it? Okay, cool. Then I'm not going to. And I think adding that buffer in allows you to have flexibility. I think we get so rigid on things and having to be perfect, black and white, things just look a certain way that we don't allow ourselves space to take a pause. And And I think there's so much magic in having this like rhythms to your month where like you have a season of rest, you have a season of planning, you have a season of doing. And when you're looking at your quarter and you're like, which is my season of this? Which is my season of this? And which is my season of this? You have so much more freedom to do with what you feel like instead of like, yeah. well, it's on my list. Got to do it today. Got to do it. Of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or guilt over like this last weekend. I did rest a lot. I needed it. And had I looked, I'm listening to you talk thinking, had I looked at my life like this, I would have known I had time to rest this past weekend and I would have scheduled it in, but instead it sort of happened. And then I had to work through guilt over it. Yeah. Yes. You could actually enjoy the rest. if you Yeah. Know instead of rest sort time. of beating myself up while I was lying down. <laughs> no, I think that, I think so many of us do this. And, I, and that's why I think the seasonality and like the vision setting and looking in advance plan out. I used to take Saturday naps. Um, I don't do it anymore, but I used to have like a nap on Saturday and I'm like, listen, if I could just make it through the week, like I get to rest on Saturday without the guilt, without any of it. And we deserve that. And if you yeah. want to have a week of Hey, I know my kids are home this week's really busy. So it's going to be lighter when it comes to my goals. Like this month, for example, I really don't have any heavy duty goals that I'm working on because we're coming off the summer. I'm trying to like catch up with work stuff, days of school. So I, I yeah. knew 
that September was going to be wild. I knew we were going to be getting used to sports and activities and schedules. So this is not a month for me to put nine other goals on my plate because I'm going to need some restorative, like rest in there. Um, yeah. and I think that goal is really kind key. of survival. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and, and, and that's okay. And I think yeah. that when we switch the mindset of like, I must perform or I'm unworthy to what does this season require from me? What do I want to give it and personalizing it? Then we get more buy-in from ourselves and we start to ditch the, I suck. I can't do anything right. I've mm-hmm. been trying this forever and I'm a failure. And I think this also goes back into that buffer that I talked about doing things five out of seven days, adding in 20 extra minutes to your schedule that you don't know you need. Giving yourself a buffer for things to happen is what helped me finish the book without guilt. Because I, like I said, I took three weeks off and I could have felt really guilty about not writing or not getting going. But I had, I had, I said to myself before I started writing the book, there's going to be a time where I'm going to be like walking around my house. Like, what am I doing today? How am I writing? Like just not in the mood to do it. Right. I know this. And I also recommend part of the five steps and the goals is coming up with your obstacles in advance. So I knew all my obstacles when it came to writing the book, I knew what I was going to say. I knew the limiting beliefs. I wrote down all the things that were going to happen. I couldn't obviously predict my grandma passing away or leave my, like I couldn't predict those, but I knew life was going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that was going to happen. And then I realistically said, okay, so I want to finish the book in this timeline. I'm going to give myself an extra month to my timeline for life to happen. And then I use that extra month and I hit that timeline instead of like, let me cram everything in because I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to achieve really fast. And listen, if I did it faster, cool bonus, right? Like give myself a gold star, but I didn't. And that's a-okay because I was realistic with my own schedule and my life. Okay. Now, speaking of the goal process, we are at the time when technically we we should be going into the look, listen, learns, but I, I, what what step are we on? Where'd we go? I I don't know. We, we molded it all together, but I'm going to, we did. Okay. I can throw, throw one more out that we didn't think that we didn't talk about. And that's just incentivizing things for yourself. I think that we forget we deserve stuff and we don't have to justify it. And, you know, our kids get gold stars and little stickers and points at school. Why not do it for yourself? And I think people will be like, well, I should just do it because I want it. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If your plan isn't working, it might be because you're just relying on being motivated. Have you ever had a time where like, I'm just going to be motivated to do it. And then you don't do it. And then it goes internal and you're like, I'm a loser. I'm a failure because I didn't want it. You know, like it's not about your motivation. motivation. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not about your willpower. Willpower is the muscle. And sometimes we need external motivators while that internal motivation muscle grows. And so I recommend like pick your goal. This is the thing I did for when I did the whole 30 um, last year, I was like, I want these jeans from Walmart and they're like $30. So I'm going to put a dollar aside every single day that I do it and go treat myself to these jeans. And I recommend tracking. I recommend picking an incentive, telling your friends about it, enrolling your family in the vision. When you have something to work towards, you will start to make things habits and you will get that positive reinforcement that you need. And it's not about having this crutch, like, oh, I'm only going to do it because I'm putting a dollar. It's about cheering yourself on because I find that a lot of reasons that people struggle with their goals is because they lack the confidence. And sometimes we just need that confidence. That's why do things in the 15 minute chunks to grow your confidence back that Mm -hmm. you're capable of doing it. And so the last thing I'll leave you with, with the goal process is just pick something for yourself, a date night, a new book you want, go treat yourself to a bubble bath, like whatever it is to just really remind yourself, like I'm worth this. I'm worthy of this. And I worked hard for this. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, that's a note great to spot to on. end. That is yeah. what a wonderful yeah. note. And I know we wanted so bad to talk a bit about Trello and stuff, but I, 
I have not seen it, but I'm assuming somewhere on your website, you have information about Trello and how to use it, correct? Yep. Is there I, yeah, a... I have a, a workshop, uh, purposedrivenmom.com slash Trello, I think. And it's okay. very visual over the shoulder type thing because Trello is a very visual platform yeah. um, and you can see it all. Okay. So that's probably the best way to do it anyway, since it is so visual. So we will make sure we put a link to that in the show notes. Yes. And I, we just kind of want to make a special note about that more and more we're talking to coaches and professionals who are who are bringing these ideas to home that are typically thought of as business products like a trello um mm -hmm. or you know we talked about canva yesterday yeah. or some other things um that are really valuable business skills to have if and when you decide to go back to the workforce for some of the stay-at-home moms or people who are taking a career break. So there are things that can make your life better now, but then will also position you better to know some of the tools that people are using yeah. in the workforce. So I do encourage you very much to go to that link and check out Trello and see if it's a tool that you can right. use to help meet some of these goals and stuff that we've been talking about. So yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely I mean, definitely. you're the CEO of your home, right? And so mm -hmm. using yeah. these types of tools at home, I think that that was the biggest game changer for me when I realized some of the stuff that I did teaching, I could just use in my home. I was like, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> this all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. um, and we need to look at our days that way. Yeah, oh, that's great. And I know you've got some, well, you've got some seminars or some videos and stuff that people can watch at any time at their leisure, but there yes. are probably some upcoming things that are more date based. So can you let us know anything's coming up that people should be on the lookout for? Yeah, sure. Um, if you do want to learn about how to just have time to take action on your goals, I have a workshop at a purposedrivenmom.com slash goals. Um, but coming up, the big thing we have in December, actually, so it's not for a few months, is we do a massive goal setting for the year, um, three-day live workshop. It's so much fun. We have prizes, we have teams, we have thousands of people that come together to just plan based on your season going into the year. So all that information uh, will just be up over at a purposedrivenmom.com when we are uh, ready to get going with it. Wonderful. So yeah, Fantastic. people go link over there. And so yeah. with that, I think we're actually ready to do some look, listen, learn. So yes. for just in case anybody does, uh, this is your first time visiting the podcast. First of all, welcome. And secondly, yes. uh, the look, listen, learns is a segment where we each share something that we've been looking at. So that can be reading or watching on TV, listening to like a podcast or some music you like, or learning about it could be a uh, a class you're taking or just a cool product that you've learned about. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Kara, do you have any look, listen, learns to share with people? Oh, okay. Yes, totally. I love talking about all things, learning and reading and watching all the things. <laughs> um, so, oh man. Okay. Right now I am taking a meal planning course. So that is definitely my learning because I struggle, Ooh, course. struggle with meal planning. It's, um, one of my friends made it. And finally I was like, all right, let me take your course. And it's a capsule pantry. So like, you know, like a capsule wardrobe, but a yes. capsule pantry um, and it's less ingredients and more recipes without having to go to the store. And I just hate meal planning. So she's over at meal planning blueprints. It's amazing. It's really great. And I'm, my goal is to do a quarterly meal plan. So by the end of this month, I should have October, November, and December done in one shot. What? Yes. Oh it's my God. And then you only have to meal plan four times a year. I get excited if I get the week or even just a couple of days done. I yeah. regularly do a month or two at a time, but like I said earlier, then it sometimes makes me mad and I don't want to do it. Or <laughs> I forget. I need to put it in my thought catcher time. I forgot last weekend that I was supposed to revisit meal plans. And yes. so this week we had to wing it. 
Yeah. Meal planning is like my nemesis. Like I feel like I have so many routines down, but I don't know how to cook. And the problem I hit with a lot of meal planning stuff that's out there is that they assume you know how to cook or they assume you have family. What are your family favorites? I sat down with my family. Like, what do you guys like to eat? And they stare at me. Like, I really don't (laughs) even know what we eat. Honestly. I'm like, what are we really, I don't know how to do this. And so one of the things that they teach in the course is called theme nights and, and gives all these different examples, because I don't even know where to start without a template. Like I'm a template person through and through. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this has been really helpful for me because I'm coming in as someone who never learned to like adult until I became an adult. Like I was not equipped with cleaning, cooking. Like I'm taking, I took a cleaning course. Like I learned all the basics as a grown up because oh I didn't know gosh. how to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find, oh, do I not have the book here? Oh, here. I love this book. Oh, I love that book. How to Be a Person Yes, <laughs> by Catherine Newman. And it really is intended for kids, but some of the stuff in there is like, yeah. oh, I never learned it's how lost to do in one that. of my son's rooms right now. I need like, to go find it. And how to plunge a visit. toilet, how to clean a bathroom, yeah. how to vacuum, how to make a phone call. That's still my favorite, how to make a phone call for all of our kids. My <laughs> daughter answers the phone and just breathes heavy. Like, uh. <laughs> So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. my youngest has started answering the phone, just going, "Uh uh-huh. I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't know. Hello. Hi. How are you? But I love the meal planning because we did it last week and I think it's the only week we've ever done it. And boy, did it feel good. And the kids loved it and we loved it. And it just, it just felt so good posted on the kitchen so or on the refrigerator rather so when they say what's for dinner yes we have it on our chalkboard that we do our shopping list Mm -hmm. and stuff on so the kids can instead of coming and bugging me and being like what's for dinner night they just go and look at it and they still come and bug me because they're like what's gnocchi (laughs) (laughs) yeah do i like that i get that have i eaten it before did i like it (laughs) oh my gosh Okay, let's see. All right, what else you got? I don't I don't know if I can beat that. I've got um let's see. Um do 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 steal like an artist. I have been looking at, I've been reading. Um who Stacy Kim uh recommended mm-hmm. this in the episode we did about the lighthouse method. And I just really like it because as I am working on my book proposal and I don't know, Kara, if you ran into this with writing your book. I mean, no ideas are just new. Like I have not invented any concept. I may have like shaped them in a way Framed that is a little more unique, but things have things have been done. Like there's a lot of similarities <laughs> out in the world. And but part of me, like I'm just like this honest person that wants to like credit every person for yes. every idea and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's just this idea like, no, you know, they probably got it from someone who got it from someone who got it from someone and they put their special touch on it. And yeah, it's there's not no new ideas under the sun. It's not stealing. Um, I mean, we run into that sometimes when uh, we'll have friends. We do have friends who do like these viral memes and stuff and that are just really fun and clever and people steal them and they make T-shirts out of them and it really sucks and they make all this money off of them. Right. But there are times when people... I've seen this like uh, viral tweets and stuff and people are like they stole that idea and it'll show like the timestamp could be almost at the exact same time. Like mm-hmm. people just have similar thoughts. I mean, there's just, yes. we like, to especially if you're doing like pop culture and, or things in the news, like sometimes yes. we all think of the same joke at the same time. Yes. So it just kind of unblocks that idea of creativity. I'm always worried like, well, what if someone else has already thought of this? Yeah, and then I write it and then they're like, you stole my idea. Mm-hmm. And I get really blocked up by that. But I'm just realizing that no, that's, and even if 
even if I kind of did, what's that word when you take kind of on the fringes of the idea? It's not referential. It's the, 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 it's starts derivative. Derivative. When it's kind of derivative of another concept. Um, I'm, I'm allowing myself from some freedom to know that not everything that I put in to writing needs to be like the most yeah. unique, mm-hmm. uh, never thought before concept in the history of the world. And oh, but when Missy and I were talking about Stacy Kim, because I was trying to make sure I knew who's did for look, uh, look, listen, learn. One of our favorite people in the whole world. And we're, I was like, I just want to put her in my pocket. Just want to carry her around. <laughs> and and Missy starts listing all the people who are her pocket people. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, do we all, who was your pocket person you wanted, Missy? Uh, Tommy Silva from this old house lives in my pocket. He's the carpenter from this old house and I love him. I want to put him in my pocket. Um, I just need her there. I'd need her there to cheer me on during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to. It's like I a just, code with my husband and I. I'll be like, I met this person and they're a pocket person for sure. Like, oh they need to I be need in my pocket. I need pocket people. Yes. I've, never, I've never even thought about that. Oh, no. Say, she just filled me with so much people. joy and energy. Yeah. And I was like, I just need you that whenever I'm having a moment of doubt, I can just bring yep. out Stacy and be like, yes. Tell me something good. <laughs> yeah. Stacy <laughs> is for sure a pocket person. I feel good about She's my great. life. But yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What about you, Missy? Um, I have a book that I cannot put down. It's called, I was looking at the author's name. Um, we were never here by Andrea Bartz. And when I started it, I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. And now I think it has like a little, I'm not finished. I'm almost finished. Like it's sort of a miracle. I'm here today that I didn't skip the podcast to read. <laughs> like I want to finish, but, um, I'm so close and it kind of has this gone girly twist going. <gasps> oh, so it's been super twist. fun. So if you're looking for something that's not like, it's not going to change your life. It is not difficult reading. It's just a page turner. Uh-huh. I recommend we were never here. Oh, I need that. Okay. I know. Add that to my good reads. Suspense like that is my top genre. That's my yes. mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's so it. much fun and doesn't like, it has not she brings up some social issues. She brings up some pop culture. It's modern. It's current, but it's not heavy. And it's not weighing on me. Like I'm not learning anything. I tell Suzanne every <laughs> once in a while, I have an, a no learn period. I'm in a no, That's it's okay. my look. Listen, That's your season. No learning. Yes. Yeah. You can look without learning. It is <laughs> just enjoying reading a quick paced book. Yes. Oh, ooh. okay. I'm gonna have to add that to the list. Yeah. So we went over time. It's 1121. We're so close, Suzanne. Oh, we got it within a minute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, oh, but that was anything else before we go. Do you want to make sure our listeners know? I feel like we covered a lot. Just this okay. reminder that you can do it. And if you don't do it, that's OK also. And give yourself the grace <laughs> like to I like it to just let life happen. Um, but, you know, reminding yourself that it's not about perfection. It's about intention. And I think that mindset switch is going to get you really far when it comes to your goals. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you so much. I feel like I just got to go look at my whole calendar and every goal that I have. And like, I'm so motivated right now. I have time. I know I have time on Saturday and that's what I'm going to do is rethink. Oh, I have no time look until at you, then. Because look I'm, at you knowing though and being like, it's okay. <laughs> I can do it Saturday. This is my problem. I'm like, I need to go do it right now. Yes. No, you <laughs> put it in right your now. thought catcher time. And you do yeah, it put in your thought, thought catcher. catcher. Don't okay. say it. Yes. In my thought catcher time, which I don't have yet, but I'm going to have because I'm going to put this system into place. I need this. Yeah. This is amazing. So yes. So everybody needs to go to purposedrivenmom.com to find all these great resources and all the specific stuff that we've 
talked about and referred to during the episode. We will have links to those. And so excited. I'm so excited to know you and so excited to know all these new processes. And oh, and everybody listen to the podcast too. Lot, it covers yeah. a lot of these fun topics in more detail. Thanks for oh, having me. This was really fun. I feel like we could thank talk you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> I know. We'll have to have you back, especially once yes. we start doing Trello and I know I'm going to do mm. it wrong. So Game we'll on. have you come fix Game our Trello. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to make a big time block because I think we have a lot of follow on questions. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day and putting us in your yeah. block. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count. <laughs>